Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107, let me try that again. Westplex 107.1 got my bed with my name on it. You know what? I'm going back there. Shelly, yeah, you know what? I actually thought about that same thing. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm really tired. I, I really do think I'm going to go back to take a little nap. <laughs> well, let's just sec, say the heck with the show and just go back to bed. How's that? No, that's not the same. What do you mean it's not the same? Because, Brad, we need to have a morning show. That's that's the highlight of our day. Oh, listen to you. Listen to you. Highlight of my day is, you know, is driving around and seeing all the stores that are closed and seeing that there's nobody at the airport and listening to other radio stations and having them talk about the fact that, uh, heard this this morning, the city of St. Louis is now closing parks to vehicular traffic. I'm thinking to myself, huh? You can't even drive in the parks anymore. No. Does that mean Forest as well? They've closed several roads Are in they, Forest is Park. Forest, is Forest Park, is that city or is that county? No, it's city. It's right on the edge of the uh, of the city. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the western, well, the, actually, this, the western city limits of uh, the city actually are just a little bit west of Forest Park. You know, we have uh, Skinker that runs north and south there uh, on the yeah. western side of the park. There's a little bit of the city on the west side of Skinker. So, uh, I mean, like, like depending upon what part of Skinker, not much, like some places, like maybe a block, and then it turns into Clayton. Matter of fact, it's sort of weird that, uh, I don't know if you remember when they had the uh, Better Together thing going on, uh, they would have the meetings at, um, what's the hotel right there on the corner of um, Clayton and Skinker? You know what I'm talking about. The old English place. Clayshire. Clayshire, okay, or whatever. That's not what that's not it was. It wasn't Clayshire. It's not Clayshire. What is it? It's it's where they filmed a part of. Uh, I, know, I know what you're talking about. But it's not oh, Clay- Cheshire Inn. Cheshire Inn. Cheshire Inn. Okay, they had the meetings there on purpose because part of the hotel is in the city, and part of the hotel's in the county. And that's where they they picked that. Hey, we want to pick a place where it's like emblematic of what it's going to be like with the new better together. Anyway, um, that's that's the weird thing about that. And you know, and it's sort of bizarre. I mean, I, there's like, for example, I know a place that a manufacturing plant where it sits like right on the edge of like two different municipalities in St. Louis County. And part uh-huh. of it is in one municipality. The office of the plant is in one municipality, and the rest of the plant is in the other municipality. Isn't that weird? You There's know? actually a place down on Jeff in Jeffco that's got that. So, I think it's a bootery now, but yeah, a bootery. So what what are we doing here, Shelley? I mean, what what is what is the purpose of our show this morning? What is the purpose of life, Shelley? Tell me tell me what that is. I want to know. put put people in the most uh, best possible mood. And to say a little BS along the way to kind of keep it interesting. And then Brad fusses at me and I fuss at him. Well, you know, yesterday more, more. Did that not answer your question? Well, no. you know what? I mean, it's to the point where I have to be honest that this time of the year normally for me is invigorating. I love the change between winter and spring. 
And we talked about this yesterday morning that like this past weekend, all of a sudden on Sunday, like everything went green. You know, I mean, it it had been turning green, but it's just like I think it was to the point where the temperatures were the right and, you know, the right spot. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the sun came out on Sunday and everything looked great. And now to me, everything's like, oh, man, it all sucks. You know, <laughs> you know, like here we got uh, Governor Parson coming on yesterday. Well, we're going to extend the, you know, the 10 people, you know, the meeting of 10 people for uh, it's supposed to expire April 6th. And we're going to expire, make it now expire, you know, May 6th, maybe even June 6th. And you've got the two governors that came out yesterday from Maryland and Virginia. And Virginia is like, really? Well, they're both strict to the point where they both extended it to June 10th. And in Maryland, uh, like if you're out and about and you don't have an excuse other than, you know, just, you know, being an essential worker, uh, you spend like it's five thousand dollar fine and like a year in jail. I'm going like, no, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Well, the electric boys are out in full force. The who? The electric boys, Ameren and Quiver. How do you know that? Because I saw them in multiple locations. What are they doing? Their Quiver River electric stuff. Quiver's still putting those filters on the line so that the virus doesn't go through the electric lines. They're still working on uh-huh. that. Oh, and um, th- I mean, there was it was actually I wanted to take a picture of it because it was kind of a beautiful sight. But I, I like stuff like that. But there were, <laughs> you know, the big boom trucks that have the uh, basket in them. Yeah, I love those boom trucks, man. They sound really good when they play that rap. You know, that boom, 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 boom. They do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there was, I don't know if it was two locations or the same location. Was it a black hat or was it the same black hat? Was it different? Any glitch in the matrix. Anyway. What the hell are you talking about? Booms and there was three of them together and they had these booms and they were all facing each other like they were having a little, you know, little con- um, conference. But they were all practicing the six foot rule. Up in the air in these, we used to call them cherry pickers, but, um. Shelly? What? Have you been drinking? No. Why? (laughs) Have you been smoking something other than your vape? No. Why? (laughs) You know, you could take your conversation. You just, you know, your, your little, you know, whatever you want to call your monologue you just talked about. And you could put it back in the 60s. My manifesto. Well, you could put it back in the <laughs> 60s, and people would be going, well, man, listen to her talk about that. Yeah, those boom trucks. Yeah, well, it was well, something. Isn't that what they're called? No, but you, what you were saying was so bizarre. They were, they were, they were dancing, or whatever did you say? The I boom. Didn't say they were dancing. They were up, and they were um, they were in the air, oh. and they were having like a conversation. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, man. Like these boom trucks, they were like up in the air, man, and they were like talking back and forth. It was like oh, so it was just cute. It was, it was like it a was little so social heavy. distancing soiree, you know. And then and then you know and then you know what's interesting was somebody put on an iron butterfly in Gata de Vida and they were like bouncing back and forth to the beat oh man you should have been there party on Wayne <laughs> party on Garth Singster uh, says what what are we doing here Shelly I'm gonna go back to bed I'm gonna play a song I'll so pop- I don't sound right to you <laughs> 
<sighs> one of my wow. one of one of my former bosses who um, was always high in cocaine. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm that high on cocaine. <laughs> Nor am I. No, 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 no. Nor what, am no, I. What, what I'm saying drunk. is, no, listen to what I'm saying. One of my former bosses, who was uh-huh. always high in cocaine, if he were to be listening to this show, he'd call you up and he'd go, Shelly, whatever we're paying you, we need to quadruple that because you are something else. I am something else, Brad. <laughs> but that doesn't make. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I was. High or drunk. Okay. Am I not sounding right to you? <laughs> Who knows? Time for music. Westplex 107.1, Alicia Keys, The Underdog. Great song. Good morning to you, 623. It is BS in the morning. She is Brad. I am Shelly Weatherford today. Uh, it's going to be, uh, well... Some sun today, not a lot. Uh, some sun mainly this morning. By about 11 o'clock this morning should be overcast. And then maybe a little bit of sun in the afternoon uh, right before sunset. But it's supposed to be 58, so we're going to get about another 10 degrees on top of where we're at. Lots of stuff going on in the news, and most of it you don't want to know about. So we just won't talk about it. How's that? That would be the whole show if you're watching the networks. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, one what? positive thing. Yesterday we talked about this on our afternoon show. Russ Faria, the guy who originally was accused of, actually convicted of, murdering his wife in Lincoln County, uh, spent 42 months in jail, finally got a retrial, was uh, essentially acquitted. Uh, the lady that he said all along killed his wife, then uh, some years later uh, lured that poor uh, Gumpenberger guy to her house, shot him while she was on the phone with the O'Fallon police dispatcher. How would you like to have been that police dispatcher? Man, you has, know, has that got to be something you carry with you the rest of your life? these people go through, people have no idea. Well, I mean, I used to be on the other end of that phone. I mean, way I back know. when, when I was, and I can remember, I can still to this day, and man, that's been a long time ago since I was a police dispatcher. I can still to this day remember some of the calls I got. I mean, I mean, like they happened yesterday. And it's one of those things, and not a lot of them, but still, I mean, situations that happened, and you're just like, man, I, I, I'll never forget, never forget one night, I got a call from a guy, off-duty uh, St. Louis County police officer, and uh, long, complicated story, uh, but he was calling from a payphone. Back in the day, when I was a police dispatcher, there were no cell phones. There were car phones, but no cell phones. And he was calling from a payphone, and he found a woman no, uh, no, uh, no respiration, no heartbeat, um, and his girlfriend, uh, he was with his girlfriend at the time, and uh, she was a nurse, and they, uh, you know, resuscitated this woman and brought her back to life, and turned out that she was with some friends of hers, uh, they were doing drugs, uh, she overdosed, uh, her friends freaked out because uh, she was having trouble breathing, so they just dumped her, <laughs> decided, you know, like, we don't want to get in trouble because we're all taking drugs. And this couple came up, uh, 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 upon them, and uh, you know he's calling me from a payphone, telling me where he's at, saying, "Please send an ambulance." Still remember that to this day. Isn't that bizarre? No, it's not bizarre. They're, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, Maya Angelou. She always said, "A person will forget what you said. A person will forget what you did. But a person will never forget how you made them feel." You know, so. I can do a real good Maya Angelou. I, 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 I do poetry like her. 
Uh-huh. You, you want to hear it? Sure. There was a dove, and the dove could fly, and the arch was there, and the river flew by. But that was because we were all insane, and that's because me, I'm a Dane. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, so... You don't like my Maya Angelou? Did, did you practice that i've never understood her stuff i mean i mean to the point where you don't get a person can say what get, forget what you said no 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 a person she can she, forget what you did but a person will never forget how you made them feel she, that's how i live my life she said when she wasn't doing her um i, I don't Maya know angelo stuff. Well, I, it, her you know to me it's like you know um uh, to me, poetry has like symmetry and a meter to it and, you know, like repetition. Okay. And sometimes I hear, you know, somebody say, hey, you know, let me read you my new poem or my new poetry. And I'm going like, what the hell was that? You know, I mean, it's just to the point where, you know, some of her stuff to me was like, you know, I guess it's an acquired taste. You know, like, for, for example, people talk about, oh, my God, toasted ravioli. I mean, if you said to me. Hey, Brad, we're going to give you a new Ford F-150 and $10,000 if you come down to the hill and eat some toasted ravioli. And I'd go like, eh, I could use a new truck, but eh, use the money, but no thanks. Not doing it. I mean, I mean, to me, I have no taste for that. And like me drinking beer, you know, I mean, I have friends of mine that like, I mean, my dad, my dad, enjoyed, my, my dad didn't drink a lot, but he, he liked, he liked the, you know, like the Guinness stout. He liked the, the German stuff, you know, Stag. To, to me, if you said, if you find pills near beer, if you said, I mean, whatever the most expensive beer would be. And you could say, I'll give you a six pack of, of this world's most expensive beer or a six pack of Mountain Dew. And I'd say, give me the, give me the Mountain Dew. Yeah, you're not a drinker. <laughs> no, I just because and and I get made fun of because of that. I have to. I've never had anybody make fun of me because I was a drinker or no, no. not a drinker. No, no, no. I have people all the time. I mean, I have you know because I mean, especially when when you know in my career in the radio business, geez, Louise, I wasn't a drinker and I wasn't a druggie, and I got made fun of for that. You know, I was the only. I was <laughs> one night. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to tell that story. I'll get myself in trouble because a couple of those people are still alive. <laughs> if they were all dead, I'd tell the story. I think you story. should write a memoir. No. I mean, hey, look, trust I, I me. I really do. Trust me. I mean, it's it's stuff I saw back in the late 60s and early 70s. I mean, there was stuff that went on that it's like nowadays, you know, people would be shocked. And, uh, you know, that was that was sort of our industry. It was crazy stuff. Did you, did you ever see the movie? You, you need to go back and watch. Did you ever see the movie? Um, uh, what is it? Uh, the Cameron Crowe thing. Um, Almost Famous. You ever see that movie? I did. Yeah. Okay. That was like early 70s. That was like the movie was like late 60s, early 70s. I mean, that was and that was mild. You know, the stuff that went on in that movie. That was mild. I saw I saw bizarre weird stuff, you know? Um I do. 
Yeah. Okay. Time for a break. 6.30. Westplex 107.1. My, oh my. Good morning to you. It's 6.38. This is BS in the Morning. She is Brad. I am Shelly. Website is bsinthemorning.show. Website for our radio station is westplex1071.com. It is a Tuesday morning. It is the last day of March, last day of first quarter. Tomorrow is April 1st. Man, it's one of my favorite days. One of my favorite days. I think that April 1st is, oh my gosh, it's not the April 1st. Tomorrow's April 1st. I said tomorrow's April 1st. Today was the last day of March. That's what I said. Tomorrow's April 1st. Oh, I didn't hear the first part. I so was like, one of my, are you kidding? Is this a joke? One of my favorite days. Yes. Today's April 1st, Shelly. Yes. Today's April 1st. Yeah. It's April 1st. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? What? It's April 1st. And I don't know if you, did you hear the press conference that happened a half an hour ago? No. President Trump said that the virus is dead and we're going to have a big national party today. And everybody's supposed to go out in the street and hug each other. Just like they did well, after World War II. you know, II. it's funny that you say that. I'm not saying it's going to happen now. But I think that when this coronavirus uh, takes its toll, um, I think the people will be, I mean, they'll be grieving for the people that they lost. Because, you know, it's it's one thing to sit there and hear about this. It's another thing to sit there and have somebody you know actually have the virus. Yeah, well, always uh, when it impacts you directly, it always has more of an impact on you. That is so true. No wonder it takes my husband years to uh, fix something in the house. I will sit there and I will say, honey, the door now needs to be fixed. The door now needs to be fixed. It's, it's locking me outside, you know, and I can sit there and whine and complain and wallow and stomp my heels. And it still doesn't get fixed. But the minute he's locked outside, that door is fixed. Like that. Do you have a big Do you have a big hammer around your house? Do you have like a sledgehammer? Why do you ask? You want me to sit there and bonk myself in the head with it? No. If you want it fixed, just get the sledgehammer. Just knock the doorknob right off the door, and then say, well, "It needs to be fixed now." I already tried that. It didn't work. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, weather's coming up by you know who. Who's our Jennifer weather? Wojcicki. And that is coming up right now. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning, 651. And it's going to be a eh, sort of decent day. Going to have some sun, some clouds, depending on what time it is. Uh, this is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Our web address is bsinthemorning.show. Shelly is always the one that's like got the scoop on everything. What did you think about Eric Greitens yesterday? Okay, I didn't hear what you said you cut out. Oh, I said, what did you think about Eric Greitens yesterday? I'm sure something happened, but I don't know what it is. You've got the scoop on everything. Do I? <laughs> he was, um, you know, my mom was somewhat of a cynic. And my mom used to always no, say... No, she wasn't. Oh, she Brad. was. She was a terrible cynic. She used to say one of her favorite things was, no good deed ever goes unpunished. And she always talked about how if you do something nice for people, they'll always come back and kick you in the butt, you know. And so yesterday, the Eric, law of unintended consequences. Well, yesterday uh, there was oh, good for him. I a, just see what he saw, what he did. What? I'm sorry. I was talking about Crichton's. Well, you don't you don't even know what I'm talking about. Is it about all the masks and the protection that he gave to? 
Yeah, $80,000 worth of uh, protective equipment, PPE, what they're calling now masks and things like that. And he is being roundly made fun of by the fact that he donated $80,000 worth of stuff. And I'm going like, now hold on a minute. Why are they criticizing for that? Well, because he's Eric Greitens, you know? I mean, you know, there's if, if, because they're saying like, you know, like, well, he had a professional photographer there. He didn't take any questions. It was a staged photo opportunity. Like, yeah, right. Like, welcome to Politics 101. Do you think that any time a politician, for the most part, does anything, it's not somehow or another that he's going to use it, he or she is going to use it for, well, look what I did for these people, and look what I did everybody for them. Everybody does. I know. It's like, Not you know, everybody, but... Most people do. Yeah. By the way, I think it's good for him that he just did that because we are crying for uh, well protective masks for our first responders. If you go on Twitter, okay, and I mean sometimes, sometimes social media brings out the worst in everybody. Like for example, so does the news. I keep talking about my ex boss Joel Denver, who runs yeah. a very influential online publication called All Access and. Every single time I open up my Twitter account, there he is. Trump is a nothing but a, a lying son of a you know what, and he should be you know thrown out of face right. He should be thrown out of office. And it's gotten to the point where like every time, and, and like I mean he does this like ten twelve times a day. And it's gotten to the point where I reply to everything he says now, Joel. Why don't you say something about, you know, you, you know, your publication, allaccess.com. Why don't you talk about all the radio people who are working seven days a week and who are on the air extra hours and really trying to keep the public informed and trying to keep people positive? No, I got to talk about how Trump is just a liar and he's a terrible. I'm, OK, whatever. You know, what good does that do? You know, it's to the point where the, I, I have to read you this 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 uh, uh, opinion piece that I saw this morning. I'm thinking to myself, OK, I give up. You know, it's just to the point where where I, I, I go to news sites to read news, not opinion. If I wanted an opinion, you know, I'd go to an opinion site. You'd call Frank. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, he's getting criticized and made fun of. And, and, and he hired, you know, there was a professional photographer there to take pictures of him. And you know what? Everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but you know, a lot of people are making fun of him about what, he had a hair out of place? No, you will never guess. If I gave you a thousand guesses of what so many people are commenting about these pictures, you'd never guess. It has um, to, he doesn't have nice socks? No, it has to do with his clothing. Let me put it that way. Okay. He and one, didn't look very governish. No, once again, you'd never guess because it's so ridiculous. They're commenting. Okay, yeah, go go with the ridiculous. Okay, so what is it? They're commenting on his sleeves being rolled up. Really? Well, that means that he's a working man. Well, but that's what they're saying. They're saying that that you know that he purposely rolled his sleeves up. And one comment is. If you're going to roll up your sleeves that short, you know, or that high, just wear a short sleeve shirt. Well, you know, but once again, the interesting thing it about it is... It doesn't give the same impact. Well, he, he's, his sleeves are perfectly rolled up, okay? They're not like just shoved up his sleeve, okay? And you know what? You know where that comes from, don't you? Miami Vice? No, his military background. You know that. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, you that's know, right. He was a Navy SEAL. Right, right, right. Yeah, I right, know right. that you could have probably forgotten that. Right by now. And and there were a lot of the a lot of the long sleeve uh, whatever they are the BDUs or whatever the uniforms that a lot of the military have inside 
you know, anybody who's in the military will know this, or anybody who's like in a, pl- a police department would probably know this because of the uniform shirts. Inside, there's a strap. Do you know this? You know this about men's military shirts like this? On the in- I don't know, but go ahead. Okay, on the inside of the sleeve, there's a strap that's sewn on the inside of the sleeve, which has a buttonhole in it. And then there's a oh yeah, button. and it, it's a little it is a little strap, and so what it does is it sits there and it's on the inside, and then you take it out. Well, you roll then you you roll your sleeve up to that point, and then you you cuff the sleeve, and then you pull the strap out, and you pull the strap over the cuffed sleeve, and you you know put it through the buttonhole, and that that's way that's a military thing. Yes, yes. Oh, because yes. I do that all the time. Well, that's a military thing. I mean, that's that's the way the shirts are 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 made like that, and and you know, and once again, you know, he's a you know he's a navy guy. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's 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 always interesting to me that you see people that have a military background, and there's certain things that they do that you know you go like, well, why'd they do that? And then you go, oh, they're in the military because it makes sense then, you know, because that's that's how they were taught. You know, when you go through basic training in certain things. Now, some people, as they go through life, if they've been in the military, they rebel against that. But, you know, I mean, like like your son-in-law. I bet you there's stuff he does because of the fact that, you know, his military background. Because that's what he was trained. That's what you do. That's how you do it. That's exactly correct. Yeah. Well, you know, it's what, and, I, I, and look, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. You know, I saw my father with that, my, certain things that my father would, would do. I mean, like, for example, something that's sort of gone from the military is like, you know, the old spit shining of boots because nobody really wears, yes. nobody wears the... I was thinking the, about that the other day. Yeah, because everybody's wearing the different kind of boots now. They're wearing the, you know, like the, the, the you know, like the, uh, the old ones were finished leather and most of the military boots now are, are what they call what, unfinished leather? You know, they have like the suede kind of, you know, uh, right. uh, you know and you can't, you can't shine them, you know, because, but I mean, if you shine them, you took the suede off of them, and then you'd ruin them. But anyway, why are we talking about that? Hey, six fifty nine. We got to take some uh, break here. We'll be back. Westplex one hundred seven point one. What a beautiful voice she has. Good morning to you. It's seven ten. It is BS in the morning. Uh, I am S. She is B. Our website is BS in the morning dot show. The website for the radio station is Westplex one zero seven one dot com. Yesterday, you know, you know, it's gotten to the point, Shelley, where if uh, uh, I, I guess there's this shaming thing that's going on. That if I say, yesterday when I was out driving around, people will say like, what's he doing driving around? He shouldn't be driving around. He should be staying home. He shouldn't be going anywhere. But, you know, once again, there are things that you and I have to do as, quote unquote, essential workers. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much true. Yes. So yesterday, I had to go take care of a thing where I had to go sign a document. Won't go into what the document was for, but I had to go sign a document, and it was uh, something that had to be done yesterday. Okay, so I'm in St. Peter's, and I get done signing the document, and I'm coming north on Mid Rivers Mall Drive, and I'm driving along at the speed limit, coming up toward Mid Rivers Mall, and I just cross over Mexico, and a car passes me. I'm in the right lane. Mexico's four lanes, two north, two south. I'm in the right lane doing the speed limit, and a car goes flying by me at probably about 15, 20 miles an hour over the speed limit, then puts on the right turn signal, pulls right in front of me, and turns into a shopping center where there's a little coffee kiosk. Okay. It was you. You cut me off yesterday. I did not. Honest to God. 
I'm, I'm telling you, I'm driving along Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. You flew past me in the left lane, you know, and, and you know, you pulled right in front of me and you made a right turn in front of me into what's the coffee place there that you used to advertise Scooters. with? Scooters. Scooters. You went, and I thought to myself, that looks like Shelly. And when I come up closer, I saw the license plate. That is Shelly. And I didn't say a word. I didn't text you. I didn't do anything. You really didn't. And I don't think that I did that. You ob- absolutely. I try to be very, very absolutely when I drive. Absolutely, positively flew by me on the left lane, pulled in front of me, turned on the turn signal, and then per- went into there. I'm thinking to myself, and, and at the time it happened, before I knew it was you, I thought to myself, okay, why would somebody pass me on the left to make a right turn in front of me? Why wouldn't it have just come behind me because they're going to have to start, you know, decelerating anyway to turn into that shopping center. Why wouldn't they have done that? But I thought, oh, it's Shelly. Probably because you were doing 30. I, but that's, I think the speed, Shelly, I was doing the speed limit, which is like right along there, 35 or 40, you know? It's 45. No, it's not right there. I guarantee it's not 45 <laughs> in that stretch of Mid-River Small Drive. It's, well, I'm sorry that I passed you. Oh, you uh, cut me off. And I'm sorry that I cut you off. I'm, you know, see, you're just oblivious to this. I mean, how many times that, like, you know, you say, oh, you drive I too slow. I check all of my corners. I check my mirrors, all three sets. I even, you know, look behind, think, even though it doesn't think, really matter because I've got a blind spot. But. I think your near, mirrors need to be realigned. Are you sure you're not lo- looking at, like, your makeup mirror? She, oh, I checked my three mirrors. There was the one on my left hand, the one on the steering wheel, and the one on my right hand. I checked all three mirrors. I, no. <laughs> I checked the two side mirrors was, were on the exterior. I, I, I'm of the thinking car, to myself. I'm thinking then to myself. Then I checked my middle mirror. She always talks about how I drive so slow. I'm doing the speed limit. She passes me on the left, pulls in front of me, makes a right turn. But at least you use your traffic, you know, your your turn signal. I'll give you that. So you know that that so much. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I know where she's going. She's going to get her triple duple latte or whatever the heck you get Frosty beverage whatever yes okay so yes so you cut me off yesterday and the crazy thing i am so sorry the I crazy thing about it is it's not like the roads are jammed i mean there's nobody out and about you know i mean thank heaven for the guys working on the uh, i-70 bridge because of the fact that you know there's not much traffic there and those guys are out there humping it every day thank you so much for you construction workers who are still doing your job and the repair guys out there on the road crews and things like that. Matter of fact, I bet you any money the MoDOT guys are probably really happy about uh, the very reduced uh, traffic on the roads because this is the time of the year when they got to be out and they're repairing a lot of the damage that was caused by the winter, you know, freeze thaw cycle. Uh, you know, a lot of the potholes, a lot of the expansion joints. Uh, that's what they're doing on the Blanchett Bridge. They're putting all new uh, expansion joints in and they're, you know, doing a lot of repair work there. And I'm going like, yes. Maybe there is some bright side to this uh, whole crazy shutdown. Uh, yesterday, we talked to Mike Elam. Uh, he's a St. Charles County Council person. And besides that, he's an ex-media guy. And we got to keep him on the air because, you know, we just got to keep that media, you know, stuff flowing he's through his veins. He's the voice of St. Charles. Right. And he was talking about, for the most part, St. Charles County parks are pretty much business as usual. Um, you know, there's a couple areas within some of the parks that they've closed off. But for the most part, you uh, part you can go to like Klondike Park or anything like that. And you can just, you know, do your thing. You can walk around and a lot of walking trails. This morning, uh, I heard that the city is closing quite a few parks to vehicular traffic. So you can't even drive in the parks anymore. Including, I know this is the county, but I wonder if they're going to do that with Antler Park. I don't know. Including some parts of Forest Park. So they've actually got it to the point where they're... And I'm and, and I, I have to ask you a question. 
Do you understand that? Do you understand why you can't even, I mean, drive? Are they afraid like you're going to drive through the park and roll your window down and sneeze out the window or something like that? I mean, I don't get that. You know, if, if, if you're in your car, for the most part, unless you pull up next to somebody, you're pretty much keeping your social distance from anybody, aren't you? I mean, you know, like if you figure that in most cars you got, you know, pretty much six feet of sheet metal in front end, at least six feet of sheet metal in back end, unless you're driving a smart car or something like that. You know, and if you're in the driver's seat, you probably got, you know, four feet on, you know, to the right side of you because, you know, most cars are probably about four to five feet wide. So, you know, I don't, does that make any sense to you at all? It does. Why? For them to close the streets and the parks? It makes sense? Well, hopefully they can get some stuff done that they need to get done and out. That, that's um, not the reason they're closing the streets. They're closing the streets because of the, the pandemic thing. I, it, see, to me, it's things like this. You go like, okay, explain that to me. You know, I mean, it's like, I get it. We're not supposed to be, you know, hanging around, you know, you know, uh, and just like it's just like the the situation with uh, uh, they're talking about closing a lot of the state parks because the governor said there were people congregating in the parks over the weekend. Well, <laughs> not not maintaining social medium, so medium safe distance. I have to tell you, you know. <laughs> If if there were a rocket ship that were ready to be, you know, if if, if uh, what's his face from a Virgin, uh, you know, who I'm talking about Virgin Airlines, Virgin Records. What's his name? The the blonde headed. Um, dude. I don't know, Mister Virgin. No, the blonde headed dude from England, who's uh, Richard Branson. Okay, if Richard Branson called me up and said, "Hey, Brad, I need somebody to uh, test my new rocket ship that's going to take people into outer space," and I go, "Dude, where do I need to go? Can I go today?" Blast me out of this! Shoot me out into <laughs> into the, uh, the atmosphere. Put me, you know, put me on the moon. I'm ready to go. Actually, me too. Yeah, it's just to the point where it's like, man, you know, another, here it is, the end of this month, another month, another two months. It's like, you know, and 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 I have to tell you, people have been pretty good. That worries me. We're going to see the best of humanity and the worst of humanity before this and is all over. See, you see it right here on this radio show. You hear the best of the humanity. That's Shelly. You hear the worst of the humanity. That's me. So, <laughs> Brad, seriously, it's don't right, do that. It's right here in this radio show. Right here in this radio show. Oh, I, you boy. Know, okay, okay. Here, here. I, and, 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 and I have to tell you, I think people like this aren't helping. Let me see if I can find this. And I, I, you know, I try to be you know, really fairly well-informed. I try to look at both sides of the picture. And on a daily basis, I read Fox News. I read CNN. Okay. And I, I bet you I can't find Snooze. it now. Uh, da, 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 da. And there's, a, there's all these opinion pieces on CNN News. And the one, okay, here we go. Here. This is the first paragraph on an opinion piece on CNN. Um... No, I can't find it. This isn't the one. The whole, da, 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 da. I mean, it, and and it's it all it does is just like it's like, you know, see there was there was for those of who of people who are historians, they knew something, they knew something different about World War II, and essentially in World War II the press, shall we say, sort of 
I don't know what would be the proper word, not put it in a proper thing. The press sort of went along with what the government told them to do, for the most part. And if the government said, we need to have a positive spin on this, this is in World War II, the press pretty much did it. And the press didn't ask a lot of questions. And they were pretty, they printed pretty much what they were told, okay? Some historians, and like when I took my journalism classes, some historians said this was a tremendous failure of the press, that they didn't, you know, publish all the terrible things that were happening during World War II and all the sailors who were, you know, killed when they were torpedoed and things like that. And they didn't cover that, you know, and instead what they covered was the fact that we took this beach and we took this island and this raid was successful, but they didn't, you know, put the negative stuff in there. Okay, so now the press has done like a 180 where all you read, all you read is negative stuff. And it's to the point where to me it's like, you know, I'm embarrassed to, you know, sort of at one point in time, you know, be called a journalist. I mean, to the point where to me it's like, you know, I get it. There's bad stuff that happens. But does that have to be everything you report about? Is that all of it is? That's what sells. Well, I don't. It's like sex. That's what sells. Well, maybe they need to, uh, you know, well, I won't say that. I'll get myself in trouble. Okay. Hey, it's uh, 721. Time for a break. And we will be back. Westplex 107.1. Can we be friends? 730. It is BS in the morning. I am Brad. She is Shelly. Did I get that right? Are you Shelly or am I Brad? One of those two. You know what? it, every single day, it's a different thing. Yes, so it we changes. just kind of go with the flow. You know, if I, if that's I, how we roll. If I really want to make sure, I just look at the website and then uh, BS in the morning show, and then it totally. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Jeez, God Louise. bless you. There go my stupid allergies again. You know, if I don't need anything, I don't, you know, when things get green, take a Zyrtec. Crying out loud, Brad. That doesn't do anything for me. It makes me sleep. You know well, what? Then take, Maybe then that's take a good a thing. Allegra. I'm just going to go back to sleep. Uh, no. Or you could do that. Someone needs a nap. Clearly. No, 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 no. We have to talk to uh, Lindsay Travis, who is on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Lindsay. How you doing? Yay. Hi, Lindsay. I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Now, you run a company called Best Teacher Supply, correct? Correct. Now, is this a bad time to be running a company where you're dealing with teachers? Because a lot of them aren't working right now. Well, shockingly, it normally would be. But um, since our parents are homeschooling now, we have a lot of parents that are coming in to get resources to help keep their kids um, active during this time and continue their education. Wow, I'm glad to hear that. Now, it's, so in other words, it's not just for teachers. Anybody can come in and buy a lot of things you have. Correct, yes. We have lots of activities, lots of games, manipulatives, just different activities, puzzles, just fun activities that keep the kids busy. Okay, you got my attention. What is a manipulative? So... Uh, it's like little things that help with, um, let's say, math. So we have dice or flashcards or oh, okay. you know, different things that you can use to teach math. And 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 how do how does how do you teach math with math with dice? So we have um, different types of dice. We have regular dice, so you can um, roll the dice and have the kids add it up or subtract it. Um, different techniques like that. We also have different types of dice that go up to 12 so that helps with the younger ages learning addition and subtraction um, 0 through 12. So Lindsay what you're telling me I mean this is a shocking fact what you're telling me is you make learning fun? Yes definitely. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. I don't think, you know, we had, in my day, we had flashcards, but we never had dice. Um, now, right. a, a, as far as, as uh, books and things like that, are you selling, uh, you know, like the actual textbooks? Are you selling books that people can find out more information on topics that maybe they learned about in school or, or what type of things like that? Yes. Yeah, so we sell um, what's called resource books and activity books. So, um, you know, the books that you see in the summertime to keep the kids still actively learning. Um, we have those books, and we also have the resource books that give more information on different subjects for the students to, and parents to use during this time. Now, how did you get into running this store? Are you a teacher yourself? Um, I am not a teacher. My, I grew up, my whole family are teachers um, from every different level, and I was actually a preschool owner um, previously in Wentzville, and the previous owner of this teacher's uh, supply store, um, she was selling it, and my mom brought it up to me, and here we are today. Oh, be darn. Now, give us the location. So the location is 123 O'Fallon Plaza, and that is just uh, about a mile north of 70 on Highway M. And if people don't know, uh, uh, you know it, exactly where that's at, you get off Highway 70, you go north, and where the Sonic is, you turn into the shopping center there. Correct. Yes. And uh, on a typical day, what kind of uh, you know people are coming into the store, and what's probably right now the most common thing that people are looking for? So right now, um, we have parents and grandparents that are coming in mostly right now. Um, and they are looking for um, a lot of the homeschooling are telling um, the parents they need flashcards and dice for their math. So we do sell a lot of math, and then we sell a lot of resource books right now um, as for reading and math. Now, and, and I would imagine since, since most of the schools are shut down right now, is business really picking up for you then? So it actually is picking up over these last couple weeks. Um, you know, we're just trying to be there and support the parents and help guide them on different um, resources they can use to help homeschool. We're talking with uh, Lindsay from uh, Lindsay Travis from Best Teacher Supply. Uh, it's in O'Fallon, and uh, she is. How long you been doing this now? Since you've owned the store? So I've owned it for um, just over a year. Wow, and and is it is it to the point where uh, you know uh, you are, are like you excited about the fact that how the progress is made with since you've owned the store? Yes, yes, we've done a lot of changes inside the store and brought in a lot of new products that we feel are fun and exciting to help you know teachers decorate their classrooms, but then also parents and grandparents to use with their children and grandchildren. Interesting. Interesting. You know, uh, it's one of those things where, uh, and now, and here's the other goofy question. Do you do any kind of software at all? Any kind of educational software? We do not. Nope. We do not have any software. Just all, uh, you know, physical materials and books and things like that. Games. Yes. What's the most popular game you're selling right now? Um, so... We have a few games that we're selling really well right now. Um, there is Tenzi, which is a dice game uh, for families. It's kind of like Yahtzee, but a little bit different. It has fun, colorful dice. And then we're also selling all, a lot of our brain teasers because those tend to keep children busy a little bit longer. <laughs> and then another fun game called uh, uh, Rush Hour that is strategic in um, patterning and, um, you know, 
basically another brain teaser for kids, and we have a younger version. So that's a big seller right now, too. Well, if you parents out there have kids at home and they're driving you crazy and you need to keep them uh, uh, occupied and maybe, more importantly, uh, uh, get them uh, uh, a little bit more education, uh, get their learning curve further up that curve, this is the lady, Lindsay Travis from Best Teacher Supply. Uh, Give me a location again and website, and how about a phone number? Okay, we are at 123 O'Fallon Plaza, and that's in O'Fallon, Missouri. And our phone number is 636-978-0222. We are taking phone orders. Our hours have changed right now. We're currently Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and we are doing free curbside, and we're doing free doorstep in the O'Fallon area, as well as online orders with delivery. And the website is www.bestteachersupply.com. And you don't, obviously, what you're saying is people don't have to come into the store. They can either buy it online or they can call you on the phone and you can ship it out to them. Yep. And a lot of people are calling on the phone because they're looking for some of our advice on what will work, um, you know, with what they're trying to continue with their children. So that's been good. Do you mean, tell me that people still call each other on the phone? Right. <laughs> yes. It's not just texting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you mean if you if they call your number, you'll actually answer the phone and talk to them? We will. It's amazing. <laughs> Gosh, what a novel concept that right. is. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much. Appreciate what you're doing. And I think, you know, what's sort of interesting about this is, is that there's so many negative things you hear about. Oh, this is closed and that's closed. But this is a perfect example of a urinary situation where, you know, um, people can make the best of a bad situation by not having their kids go to school. You can help them at home, right? Right. Yes. And we are very happy that we are here, um, you know, for the parents. And we think that we're kind of essential at this point with assisting them with supplies for homeschooling and continuing their kids' education. And I appreciate you guys for having me today. Hey, no problem, no problem. I couldn't agree with you more, and I think what you're doing is great. And, uh, you know, I'm more power to you, and we'll do uh, what we can to keep uh, people coming to your door and uh, calling you on the phone and ordering stuff online. A website one more time, give that web address. Is www.bestteachersupply.com. Bestteachersupply.com, just like the name of the store. Yep, Got it. Lindsay, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Uh Bye-bye. Is she good or what? She's five doinks. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Shelly's getting into this. What? what, what, No, say again now. She's five doinks. Doink, 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 doink. (laughs) If you don't know what we're doing. This is the Shelly rating system. If you were acting crazy, right. it was all Brad's idea, just so you know. If you do, you were fabulous, Lindsay. Shelly doesn't do it with stars, Shelly does it with doinks. If you like really sort of stink, you get like one doink. Doink. But if you knocked it out of the park, doink, 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 doink. <laughs> and Lindsay knocked it out of the park. You know, I have to tell you, what, what I have to be a little bit careful about is maybe I'm trying to be. Um, you know, the whole, you know, because I, I am so tired of people, you know, because I get this on a daily basis now. I can't believe you talked about her store because of the fact that people have to get in their car and go there. No, they don't have to. You can call her on the phone. You can order. You get what I'm saying? People are getting so weird about this. 
Does that they make... are getting weird. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's and I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Well, I mean, it's to the point where where we can barricade ourselves into our houses and never come out again. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. or, or we can essentially say, look, there's some things. And I think it was interesting. She said that they have a lot of grandparents that uh, that uh, are, are buying stuff from her. I think that's cool. You know, I mean, my my grand my parents bought stuff for my kids. Uh, you know, especially my my uh, my mother, who was a teacher. Uh, you know, who uh, you know tried to help my kids, but they were beyond help. Uh, no, actually, I shouldn't that should say that, should I? Uh, if you want to get more feedback, like you did the other day, just keep on keeping on. Well, like what? What now? Why are they late? What was that again? Why are they late? Stop it! Why are they late? <laughs> Brad, stop it. I'm serious. Hello. I'm at work, and I let you go. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're such a man child. Oh. <laughs> you know. The smallest things, you get the most joy out of the smallest things. It, it, it doesn't take much. What does the fox say? <laughs> it doesn't take There much. are people, I was with, who was I with? I was talking to someone and they said, I was someone at Westplex 1071 and they answered me, asked me a question. I was like, um, and they're like, every time I hear you say that, that just makes me think of the radio. <laughs> so, and then another person said to me that, um, 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 that I um, had to, uh, what was that? That it's almost like when I do my Facebook lives, I'm, I, I have taught myself in my head to do the intro and, um, draw back to and punt. Yes. <laughs> Of course. And there's the classic one. I don't think that we should be called cougars anymore. I think we should be called panthers. And then one morning when I turned on the microphone for Shelly and I go, Shelly, you don't sound you don't sound well this morning. What's wrong? And she said, I got bronchitis. (laughs) Goodness. I have to tell you. You know, times have been trying for me, okay? I know they have, honey. How do I get myself in a better mood? I go on the YouTube and I watch the news bloopers, and some of them are so incredibly funny. I mean, and and what's amazing is the one that keeps coming up all the time. You know, these are like news bloopers from all over the world, like, you know, news shows and things like that. But the one I saw probably in the last couple of days, I've probably seen four or five times on four or five different blooper reels. Okay, the one right here in St. Louis with Tim Azell. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know which one you're talking about. No. Oh my God. I know Tim Azell is. This is so funny. He's a doll. This is so funny. He's doing some kind of an interview, and the camera's on him. It's like a you know headshot of him, and he's going like, "Okay, thank you very much." And now we're going to, uh, you know, for the latest the news update, we're going to check in with the Hamburglar, and I don't know who, what the woman's name is, but then you know they see the shot of her, and she's got this this shirt on that looks just like 
the Hamburglar shirt. Remember the Hamburglar? They don't. They don't have those guys anymore. They I got do. rid of them. But wasn't he like um, what? the the uh, like my Three Musketeers? Doesn't he have that kind of garb on? Well, he looks like a criminal. You know, he's the Hamburglar. You know, because he steals hamburgers. Oh, that's right. right. He's, he's in the black and white. Right, isn't he? right. And she's got a black and white striped shirt on, and and he and she she looks at him. You know, to the right where he's sitting. And then, and then she says something about like, "I'll get you back." You know, <laughs> it was so funny because when you least expect it, right. expect it. Watch your back because when you think nothing's going to happen, that's when I'm going to get you back. But oh my God, there's some pretty cl- much there's some classic ones on there, and there's the one the guy says. You know, they're doing this shot where he's introducing the the uh, meteorologist, and he says to her. He says, and I can't remember her name. His name's like Avril or something like that. Hey, let's check in with Avril. And, and you know, and, and they've got like a like a, a, a two box, you know what I mean? Like, you know, where there's, you know, one, the camera's on the left box and the right box. You know what I'm talking about. And and he's on one side, you know, and he's like, you know, hey, well, it's going to be a nice day today. And let's check in with Avril. And, and it's going to be so nice. So, hey, how about you and I go out and do some canoodling? And she looks and she goes, What? And, and and apparently the producer is talking to him in his earpiece going like, no, you can't. That's not, you know. And then he goes like, oh. And then she goes, no, I'm not doing any of that. And he goes, oh, my God. The producer just told me what the true meaning of the word canoodling meant. He says, I thought it would be like, like we're going to have a nice conversation. And then she says, It's funny, you know, they go back and forth a couple more times and she says, congratulations, you've just made the blooper reel. What is canoodling? You don't know what canoodling is? I don't. (laughs) Okay, here here we go. You don't know what canoodling is, okay? No, but I can. Do I need a Wikipedia ad? The canoodling. Okay, with the definition. Uh-huh. Uh... Uh, okay, let's go to the Urban Dictionary. Here we go. The gross behaviors of a new couple, the overtly lovey-dovey actions that sicken everyone not in that relationship, usually in the form of cuddling and unnecessarily giggling as a result of public tickling. So that's, here's, uh, we won't read that one on the air. Uh, any physical romantic comment between uh, contact between couples that isn't necessarily kissing. So that's the well, that's definition the, that you're going with. No, nah, hold on. Let's, let's see if I can find a div. Uh, canoodle. This is dictionary.com. Canoodle definition to caress, fondle, or pet amorously. So, in other words, he's saying he's going to canoodle with her, and she's going like, and it was funny because her hands, she does like the, no, she does like the, you know, the two hands going in opposite direction, like the, you know, like, like, yeah, you know, like, out of the question, not doing that. You know, it's pretty funny. Anyway, that's how I spend my nights, watching uh, Goofy... uh, you know, uh, getting ready for the talk show the next day. Yes, taking my notes. Seven forty-eight. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Happy morning to you. Seven fifty-eight. It is a BS in the morning. She is Shelly, and I am, I am the small wire nail with a small and often symmetrical head. That is me. 
That was so funny. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> what did he say? Yes, I am the small wire nail with a small and often asymmetrical head. That is who I am. Okay. All sorts of crazy stuff going on in the world because of the virus and stuff like that. Have you heard about this cruise ship that nobody will let come to port? Have you heard of this? I thought that they were all back. No, this is another cruise ship that, unfortunately, uh, this has really been hit hard. I think there's four people have already died on this cruise ship. and uh, Oh, that's a shame. They're trying to, um, I think that the record, or now, I think the, not the record, but the situation now is this people on this boat, have, on this cruise ship, have not been on land for over two weeks. I think it's like 15 or 16 days now. And they're trying to negotiate a port where the uh, people can disembark and they've tried to pick a couple ports in in Florida and the governor says nope we don't want that ship because they don't want any more people coming into Florida and there's quite a few people on the ship who are confirmed with the uh, C-19 virus so you know there are a lot of industries that are going to take it in the shorts with this, uh, you know, the whole thing that's going on right now with the virus and the whole bit. But man, I it can't, is. I can't, true. I can't think of an industry that's going to have a tougher way back to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, any kind of uh, any type of normalcy. Yeah, I mean, the cruise industry has just gotten just kicked in the groin on this one. You know, I mean, and and. No fault of their own. It's not like, you know, their ships had leaks in them and they sunk or, you know, that, you know, they, they were out at sea and the engines cut out or, you know, they ran out of food. I mean, this is just stuff. I mean, you know what this is called? I do not. Force majeure. Excuse me? Force majeure. Is that like against your wishes? That is a legal term, and if you, lo- uh, you read very many uh, contracts, it's it pro- it's almost like in any kind of a contract. And essentially, what it comes down to is um, it has to do with the fact that let me see with the uh, unforeseeable circumstances that prevent someone from fulfilling a contract. And the idea behind behind force majeure, or I, I guess that's how it's majeure. And the pronunciation is, it's just like force, F-R-R-C-E, that's how it's spelled, but it's M-A-J-E-U-R-E, M-A-J-E-U-R-E, and it is in most legal contracts, and what's interesting is there are so many, so many, so many, so many things right now that people have contracts, you know, well, I have a contract with you, and because of that, that particular clause in the contracts, with the situation we have on right now, there's no liability. So in other words, if you had a contract with, let's say you were a um, restaurant and you had a contract with a restaurant supply company and they said, hey, sorry, you know, we know we've got a contract. We're supposed to deliver X amount of meat to you each week. We're not doing it. And you would say, well, I have a contract with you. And they would say, hey, too bad. Force majeure. The idea being is... Is it like eminent domain? No, it's not like eminent domain. It's pretty much taking away your freedoms. Well, no, in other words, what is sake of the better betterment of society? No, what it what it comes down to is it comes down to the fact that it's 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 essentially it's it's like an act of nature, Um, you know. uh, Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, uh, and and a legal term uh, translates literally as superior strength and refers to unforeseen calamities. Uh, Here, let me read the whole thing. 
this is difficult. Anyway, talks about the fact that that that's in most contracts because and like for example. The, you hear the, the situations that, that a lot of uh, businesses have what they call uh, business interruption insurance. So in other words, like if something would happen, um, you know, that the insurance company would, you know, for example, like let's say, um, you know, uh, you had a restaurant and let's say the roof collapsed. Okay, and you had a, a clause in your in your insurance policy that stated that you know that that a they would fix the roof, but b they would pay you for the fact that you were bit closed for a month. Okay, but under the force majeure clause, then essentially that wouldn't be valid. So in other words, right now all these people who are out of business, their companies are shut down because of the virus. Essentially, it's no, you know, it's not it's not covered. So in other words, they're out of luck. It's it's an act of God. It's something that that is unforeseen, and that's the whole problem. I wonder if that's true with business liability. I don't know about liability. I mean, but you know, there's a lot of things where it's like I said, it's 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 almost in every single contract you read. I mean, if it's it's just one of those things. It's like, um, you know, it's like you, you throw it in because of the fact that you never know what's going to happen. And you know, perfect example yes. is times like this. Who the heck knows? Yes. Hey, who the heck would ever dream that we'd yes. be in the middle of a pandemic? Yep, got to take a break. Yes. Eight oh three. Um. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Delicate. Eight thirteen. Good morning. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly, and she is that small wire-headed, asymmetrical-headed fastener. Isn't that what it is? Something like that. Something like that. But Something. I'll take you whichever way. Okay. Moment of seriousness. If you're okay. looking for a job, and what I'm going to ta- say is some people may say, ah, not my kind of job. Got it. Other people may say, that's my kind of job. We have a new client on the radio station, on both radio stations, and it is a company called Metro Shooting Supplies. And what they do is they are a, they have actually two locations, one in Bridgeton, one in Belleville. They're looking for people to work either as retail sales to sell guns and ammunition or as a range safety officer. The location in Bridgeton, which I've been in before, a very nice place, right on the Rock Road, just a little bit west of Lindbergh. If you remember where the old, uh, the old uh, Feld Chevrolet used to be, it's now a, um, what is it, uh, selling lawn equipment there. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, Scott's, I believe. Anyway, down the street uh, on the south side of the Rock Road is Metro Shooting Supplies. They are looking for people to work in the store doing retail sales for uh, guns and ammunition, and and then uh, downstairs where the shooting range is to be a range officer. They are looking for people immediately. If you would like to apply for this job, you can go online, fill out the application. The web address is buylearnshoot.com. Three different words, buy, <clears throat> which is B-U-Y, not buy, B-Y. B-U-Y, buylearnshoot.com. When you get to that page or you get to that website, click on the careers link. It'll, you know, if you have a, on your phone, it'll be the pull down menu. If you're on a regular desktop, it should be right at the top of the page there. Find careers, click on that. And at the bottom, you can just click on it and the application is right there. They're looking for immediate help. And some people may say, well, they're open. Yes, they're open and they're doing great business. Now, some people. And pe- that's buy, <laughs> learn, shoot. BuyLearnShoot.com. B-Y-B-U-Y. I mean, all together. You just stick it all together, but it's three different. I mean, essentially what they're doing is they're, it's, it's sort of the motto of the store. Buy, buy a gun there. Learn 
how to, uh, you know, safety and the uh, handling of a firearm, and then shoot because you can buy it there. They'll teach you there, and you can shoot it there in the shooting range. BuyLearnShoot.com. And I know that some people, when you talk about guns, you get the polarization of people. Some people, oh, my God, guns are terrible. They should be all taken away. And then the other side of the equation is we've got our Second Amendment rights. Everybody should have a gun or should have more than one gun. Okay. And what's happened is, if you know the story, the reason they're looking for people is business is bonkers. They have people, I mean, almost, uh, I don't want to say every day, but people in line to buy guns and ammo. So, once again, positions do they have? Sales and uh, a range safety officer. If you know what the range safety officer is, apparently, or not apparently, he's the guy or gal, could be either man or woman, who essentially supervises the shooting range and makes sure that everyone is properly doing what they should be doing, uh, you know, not doing muzzle sweeps across the entire place. You know what a muzzle sweep is? I do not. A muzzle sweep is if I took a gun and I started just waving it around in front of people, that's a muzzle sweep. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to, you know, if you're in a range, the gun should always be pointed downrange, and that's what the safety officer does. He essentially makes sure everybody is in compliance with the rules of the range, and if you're not, he's the guy or gal that gives you the boot. And justifiably so. If you're not going to be, if you're not going to conduct yourself properly at a shooting range, you shouldn't be there. And most shooting ranges have zero tolerance and that kind of stuff. If you're goofing around, you're out of there. So um, you know, that's one of the things that I have a problem with um, guns. Is you know, Tiffany and Company has come out with a teal one. Yeah. And that kind of upsets me because it, this is not a toy. Well, I, I, you know, I agree with you. And that got to be sort of the thing for a while that if you'd go, matter of fact, I went someplace with my daughter one time at a shooting range and they had, you know, like a pink gun. Oh my God, that's the gun I'd want. And I said the same thing. No, you don't want that gun. Cause that looks like, you know, kids would play with that. But you know, for a while, um, there are certain guns that, and, and Smith and Wesson was probably the first one. They used to have a revolver, which was called the Lady Smith. And it was, uh, the grip on it was specifically smaller for women's was smaller hands. Was it a hands. little baby gun? Like no, no, it was a, it was a, five inches? no, it was a 38 special. It's, it was like, you know, what they call oh, okay. a, a snub nose, you know, a small, small revolver. It wasn't like a little yeah. tiny yeah. baby gun, but it was a snub nose and it had, uh, and it had, it's sort of fancy. It had very expensive wood grips. If I'm not mistaken, it was like rosewood or something like that. And it had the, 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 the grips on it had a little bit of a pinkish tinge to it. You know, so, and that was the Lady Smith. And it, had, and it, was, and it was designed. And the, the problem, and to be, to be totally you know, honest with you, that, and I know I'm going to get myself in trouble because a woman going to say, I can't believe he said that. There are certain guns that are too powerful for women and if i say this people are going to think i'm making this up but there is a term in firearms uh you know with pistols called limp wristing okay and i know people are going to go like yeah um, people are going to go like he's making this up no name yeah people are going to say this is bs but it's not and here's here's the problem with a semi-automatic gun in other words you pull the trigger it fires the round, the slide on top of the gun goes backwards, ejects the cartridge, 
and then it goes forward because there's a spring that brings it back forward. It strips off a cartridge from the magazine and puts another gun in or another bullet in the chamber and gets ready to fire. If you don't hold that gun tightly, the gun will not eject. Well, it usually will eject the cartridge, but it won't necessarily load the next cartridge and the gun will jam. And there are women that have this problem because they don't have strong. And I know once again, people are going to go like, yeah, I can't believe he's saying that, you know, and to a certain extent, there are some men that don't use proper technique, but typically this is a situation. And if you don't believe me, call anybody up, call, matter of fact, call the guys at Metro Shooting Supply and ask them about limp wristing and they'll tell you the whole story. And for some women, a semi-automatic gun is not the best gun. A revolver is the best gun because of the fact that now the downside is the revolver has more, has more, uh, you know, kickback. It has more, uh, you know, when you fire it, you know, the thing, the gun, you're going to feel more of, of, uh, of, you know, that, that, uh, that gun, you know, pushing back on your hand because of the fact that there's no, uh, within a semi-automatic, uh, uh, gun, the, the, the slide is taking up some of that inertia. So in other words, it's, you know, the old, uh, you know, law of physics for every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So the bullet goes forward and the gun goes backward. And the more recoil you have, uh, you know, the harder it is to control the gun. And once again, women don't necessarily have the, the, the wrist strength. And, you know, once again, not all women, but typically you find, uh, and even with some men who have a smaller stature, they don't have the rigidity in their wrist to be able to control the gun properly, and therefore it doesn't operate properly. So they're better off with a revolver. But anyway, anyway, buylearnshoot.com. Check it out. I'm going to get myself... You could be a good gun master. No, I mean, but see, what's crazy about that is, you know, nowadays you have to be so politically correct. And I know there's there's somebody listening right now is going like, I can't believe he's making those, those, those comments about women not being... I mean, you know, trust me. I've seen it happen to the point where, and I know I have a couple friends of mine that used to, you know, be in the gun business. Matter of fact, my son used to do this. My, my oldest son worked at a gun shop and he actually, uh, you know, helped. There was a guy that owned the gun shop and this guy was a, uh, you know, he was a, an MP in the military and he had all these certifications and he actually taught you know, other police officers, how to shoot. He was, he was an instructor and my son would go with him and, and help train civilians. They had civilian classes. This guy did through the gun shop and my son would told the story too, but they had some women that had a real problem with this. And, you know, some people could say, well, the guns were designed by men. Yes, they were. <laughs> I don't think there are too many gun designers out there. I mean, all the big gun designs that were done, you know, in the last hundred years, probably 95% of them were done by men, maybe even 98%. And some would say, well, that's why they don't work well for women. Yeah, it could be. But that's just a fact of the matter. And it's one of those things where if you are in a position where you unfortunately have to use your weapon to defend yourself, you don't want it to jam. And that's why it's critical that you learn the proper technique and once again, if you don't have the proper wrist strength, you may not be a candidate for a semi-automatic. It may be better for you to have a revolver. Yeah, one of those you things. You know, and I think that this is required for everyone that purchases a gun. Well, you would think, you know, I... I, I absolutely well, do. And it's I just also like, think they need to be bring back the concealed carry Shelly, you and I agree with that because of the fact that I am like a laissez-faire kind of guy. I mean, the government that governs least governs best. But by the same token, 
I don't want somebody who all of a sudden turns 16 and says, hey, I'm 16. I don't need a driver's license anymore because the state doesn't say I have to have a driver's license. I'm just going to get in my car and drive. Uh, and that's the same thing with, with, with firearms. And the reason I say that is once upon a time, you had to carry concealed weapon. You had to get the concealed carry permit, which means you had to take the, the course. And in Illinois, you still do. Illinois is the toughest course in the country. Do you know that? It's 16 hours. Missouri course was, you can still take the Missouri course. It's eight hours. But the uh, Illinois course is 16 hours. And a lot of classroom, a lot of shooting and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I still recommend it. I, I couldn't agree with you more. If you've never had it, if you've never handled a gun before, you're going to buy one. Don't just go buy it. And this is what's sort of cool about uh, Metro Shooting Supplies. Buy, learn, shoot. That's what their motto is. You can buy the gun there. They will teach you how to shoot it. And then you can shoot it right there in their range and you can practice. I agree. I agree with everything. So if you're looking for a job, you got laid off. Yeah, I actually just texted my my uh, my my monster baby, my bonus child. Yeah, did, did he did he get laid off? He did. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, to the point where, especially if you're military, because most military people have had, um, you know, for sure rifles. Some of them, their officers, they've been trained on pistols. But if if you are military, uh, this is the kind of person they're looking for. Or if you're law enforcement and you're looking for a part-time gig, this is the job. BuyLearnShoot.com. Check it out. And, uh, you know, you could be working there very soon. It's Oh, by the way, they are looking for management people as well, too. So if you want to work your way up through the ranks, you can do that as well, too. 825. I screwed up. I'm sorry. Westplex 107.1. Uh, it is BS in the morning. Who's calling me now? Come on. You know, come on. Uh, it is BS in the morning. It is 828. Thank you very much, Master Clock, for the fine Master Clock we have here in our studio, which is made right in St. Charles. Do you know that? They make the stuff right there. I do. Oh, I yeah. did know that, actually. Yep, yep, yep. Locally made and uh, used throughout the world. So who says the United States doesn't produce stuff anymore? It's produced right here in St. Charles. Uh, it is BS in the Morning. You can check out our website at bsinthemorning.show. Uh, that is for Shelly and I. And the website for the station is westplex1071.com. Lots of people every day. There's more and more traffic to a couple of our new sites, Westplex News. That's westplex.news. Stuff comes up there from St. Charles County, uh, St. Charles City, a lot of different sources, articles that we write ourselves. Also, westplex.video. There's some videos on there from some of our clients. But now, more importantly, uh, we're pulling all sorts of videos from uh, St. Charles TV, O'Fallon TV, the TV stations, latest news, a lot of updates coming on there. Our job is to keep you informed. Uh, there's tons of things happening. The uh, situation changes dynamically minute by minute. We talked about this earlier this morning that the city of St. Louis has now closed a number of parks to vehicles, and they're actually closing some of the roads in Forest Park. I scratched my head on that, but the smartest woman in uh, the world uh, or, or texted back at me saying that the reason for that is that people were congregating in the parks. So if you can't drive your car in the park, chances are you won't congregate in the park. So I don't know. You know. Some crazy stuff going on. The And by the way, the uh, smartest woman in the world also um, left me this information. I was talking about the situation with the cruise ships, which are essentially not being um, allowed into port. These are the Holland America Cruise Lines and the MS Zandam 
and the MS Rotterdam. And the Rotterdam was sent supplies and to separate passengers. They actually took some of the, the well passengers off of one ship and put them on the other ship. But the problem with the one ship is they're trying to get it into port. And none of these cities in Florida or on the East Coast will accept the ship. So they're trying to debate where the ship's going to go. Isn't that sad? It really is sad, and I, I can't even imagine what those passengers are going through. Well, you but, know. But, you know, it's really, it's not funny ha-ha, it's funny interesting, actually, that all of, I mean, how many people do you think are on a cruise ship? I don't know. Some of these newer cruise ships, it's thousands of people. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, so it's huge. If they, and, and I'm sorry for the people that have lost their lives to this coronavirus, but in, in, in perspective, the amount of people that were on those ships and the amount of people that have lost their lives are not even comparable. What do you mean? Because like, there's so many people on the ship. Oh, I know. Well, but but see, you know, the sad part of this is, and and God, how do I put this and not sound like a you know a terrible person? That there are people that die on cruise ships all the time. I mean, it's not like, you know, really? oh, yeah, yeah, well, think about it. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, it's, 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 and, and once again, this sounds cold and heartless, but it's statistics that if you have a group of 10,000 people, you know, randomly select 10,000 people, X amount of those people are going to get sick with some disease. X amount of those people are going to die. And, you know, obviously, as you get into populations that get older, um, that's why the death rate in Florida is much higher than it is in other states. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, but think about it. Where do people go that's to retire? Most of the. Uh, you're talking to your Nord again. Community is down oh, in Florida. You're, you're talking in your Nord. I was. Yeah. Okay. That's because most of exactly. It's the, a, you know, the senior community is down in Florida. Once again, it's not being you know mean about Florida. It's just the fact that a lot of people go to retire and they go to retire in Florida, and that's why the you know and it it raises the the uh, median age of the state. In some cities down there, the median age is really high because there's a lot of retirees down there. So it's so just there's a lot of retirees in Arizona. Well, once again, that's you know, and you typically have that in the in the Sun Belt states because people, especially from New York, you know, in the in the you know the Rust Belt states, the northern states where it's cold, when they retire, they don't want to you know they don't snow. We don't want snow. Why they call them snowbirds? Because they you know they're when it snows they they leave town. So it's one of those things. So anyway, um, and and statistically, um, you know, there are people that die every day on cruise ships there's people you know ask anybody who's worked in the airline industry there are people die on planes all the time you know See, I, 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 i'm sure there are but they don't make light of them well once again they don't sit there and advertise them or but put them out there it's the reason this is this is our this is our industry our media industry the reason you hear about it now is because people are reporting about it because it's toma it's top of mind awareness but yet i mean if you're into aviation, there's, there's, I don't want, I won't say it's happening all the time, but there are uh, several occasions. Anybody who is an airline uh, pilot can tell you stories about pilots who die while flying, airline pilots. 
And, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 you know, if it's the pilot or the first officer, whoever, you know, they, they die and the other one has to take over. Uh, there are instances of uh, people in private, you know, private planes. There was one not too long ago about uh, there was a, a couple in a private plane and, uh, you know, he was the pilot and she was just a passenger and he died of a heart attack. And and she was, uh, you know, aware enough to get onto the radio and they talked her through landing the plane, you know, safely. I mean, you know, once again, statistically, it happens. You know, statistically, X amount of people in the St. Louis area are going to be involved in a car accident today. Statistically, so many of them are going to have minor injuries. Some of them are going to have major injuries. And unfortunately, some are going to be killed. Just the way things are. Why do you put that stuff out in the the universe? It's because... Well, first of all, you know it drives me crazy. It's life. It's life. That's what happens. You know, I mean... You know, once again, how, how do you think you know that, what a self-fulfilling prophecy no, is, no, Brad? No, 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 no. How do you think the lottery works? It's statistics. You know, they figure out that, you know, they're... You oh, know, you mean the lottery that they just cut in half for everyone? Yes, yeah. yeah, when we need the money the most, they cut the lottery in half. Exactly. <laughs> and, the, and the casinos are closed. You know, where do you get your fix? Now you, exactly. Now you go back to the old days where you meet some guy in a... In a you know, you know, an alley in St. Louis, and it's the numbers racket. You know, you know, you're you're betting with with you know Joey Joey Bighorn or whatever his name is. You know, who's who's Joey B. Yeah, who's running the who knows people who's running He's the got people right. He's running the numbers racket. You know, in the city. Hey, you want to make some money? Bet on the numbers. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you know the lotteries uh, cut it back, and you can't. You know, I mean, I wonder if that's happened. I wonder if that's happened if there's like illegal gambling going on now because of the fact that the casinos are closed. Of course, well, I'm sure there is. There aren't too many people who have slot machines in their house, so it's not like you can go home and play the slot machine or anything like that. Although you can do it online, right? God, I wonder. What, I bet can you? you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's online gambling. Oh, matter of fact, matter of fact, I heard a commercial the other day. That's with Bitcoin, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. I heard a commercial. On a podcast, a podcast, this particular podcast advertises a couple of these online betting services. And the guy comes on and says, hey, you may think just because of the fact there's no sports going on, there's no betting. No, we've got lots of things you can bet on. I'm going like, I got to find out what this is. But I forgot to check. You know, they're probably, you know, betting on. I mean, you know how it is. Las Vegas has all these crazy betting options like the Super Bowl. Every year they have goofy things like, you know, who's going to win the coin toss? You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, will, you know, will somebody fall off the stage during the halftime presentation? You know, that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, there was a guy. Remember, when was that? Um, it's been like 20 years ago because that's how long the the you know, it's been the since the Rams were in the Super Bowl. But there was a guy I remember that 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 went to Las Vegas like um, in the f- in like in the summer before the football season started and bet I don't know like a hundred dollars the Rams would win the Super Bowl and he made like some insane amount of money on that bet because at the time the Rams of you know the Rams choi- uh, chance of winning the Super Bowl were like you know a thousand to one or something like that you know all sorts of crazy stuff I can bet on the fact that that Shelley that that could if you know if i said to her you know hey what's the square root of three she would come back with the answer um oh i lost that bet okay oh well well it was good while it lasted oh good so we're even so 50 50 yep 7 30 excuse me 8 38 Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I am B. She is S. You know, one of the things that haven't been uh, that I haven't seen much about until the last couple of days is how um, the virus thing and the, uh, you know, the quarantining and the whole bit has been affecting the uh, homeless population. 
because especially like in the cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco, um, where they're just all sleeping out on the streets and tents and things like that, very in very close combined quarters, and quite honestly, not the most hygienic situation. That's one of the complaints that if you read the stories about what's going on, especially in San Francisco, that people are just, um, I hate to say this, but doing their thing on the sidewalk, if you know what I'm saying, both Number one, number, it, number one, yeah. number two, if you know what I'm saying. Okay? They're using it as an outhouse. Yes, yes. The, the, the entire street is their bathroom, so to speak. Okay. Here's what's happened in Las Vegas. And I thought this was sort of fascinating because it's once again sort of the law of unintended consequences. Um, there was a big homeless shelter in Las Vegas called uh, the Catholic Charities Homeless Shelter. And it housed 500 homeless people. One of the residents came down with the coronavirus virus last week, so the Catholic charities shut the place down, and they decided, wow. okay, we can't have we can't have this because you know if we have one person with 500 people cooped up in the same shelter, so they essentially said we're sorry we have to do this, but we're closing. So they put almost 500 people out in the streets. Um, they tried to do various uh, you know places. And what ended up happening was the city of Las Vegas decided to make the parking lot of the Cashman Center, which is sort of like it's uh, it's the it's a, a baseball uh, complex and a stadium complex. They have conventions and and there's a baseball stadium there for like minor league baseball. They decided to take the parking lot and making it into a homeless shelter. So first, what they did was they put down carpet on the parking lot. And, you know, like if you go to conventions, they have those big rolls of carpet. They roll. If you go to like to the, you know, to the, the auto show, they have these big monster rolls of carpet they put down where all the cars sit on. You know what I'm talking about? And I then, do. And then they I decided. exactly what you're talking about. No, not a good idea because it's very hard to clean carpet. Then they decided, well, and they pulled all the carpet up. Then they decided, well, we'll get sleeping mats because that's what they had at the, uh, at the Catholic Charities uh, homeless shelter. And they couldn't get enough sleeping mats. So here's the controversy. They measured out the parking lot and they had a company come in and line the parking lot normally like you know line it meaning like putting parking spaces on it but in this case they had a company come in and on the parking lot they put six foot squares down and each of the square was where the person was supposed to sleep so there's a picture of this parking lot with these six foot squares marked out with, you know, paint on the blacktop parking lot, people sleeping in the squares. And bro's going like, hold on a minute. Why, you know, this is terrible. And they're saying, why won't they let them go inside the Cashman Center, which is like a convention center kind of building? You know why? Why? Because the hospitals have already reserved that space in case they need overflow for hospital patients. And if you've seen, you've probably well, that seen makes, that makes perfect sense. Right. But they won't let the homeless out there. So now they're trying to figure out what to do with the homeless because people are saying it's terrible that they're laying in the parking lot. Now, I'll this be is no different than the 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 night before Black Friday, where people are sitting around the building for 24 hours. Well, uh, I, getting their presents. I have to tell you that if, you know, if I were in Las Vegas. I mean, to me, sleeping in a parking lot, you know, I mean, once again, there's security there. I mean, and it doesn't rain a lot in Las Vegas. And this time of the year, the temperature is pretty nice. Although, you know, it's high desert and in the night it gets cold. Uh, even this time of the year, it still gets sort of on the cold side. It wasn't, you know, it doesn't really get to be super hot. You know, we're in, we're in March, April, 
Usually when I go out to the Las Vegas in April for our convention, the days are really nice. Probably the highs are somewhere like in the 80s. But still, if you've ever been in the desert before, it gets cold at night, even in the desert. So got to have a lot of blankets. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind sleeping in a parking lot. I've slept in the back of my truck before. I've actually slept in the back of a truck as well. Yeah, you know, and quite honestly, some of the nice, I mean, I've slept in my truck on a couple of nice spring nights through the years, and I'm thinking, man, that would be nice. You know, if I were going to build a place right now, if I were going to build a new place, I'd just have like a... like Shipping a, containers. No, you know, and I do. I Well, either shipping containers, or I'd just build like a warehouse with a bunch of, you know, bay doors I could pull cars and trucks in, and one of them would be... I would just get one of my old pickup trucks, and that would be my bed. I'd just sleep in the back of a pickup truck. That would be it. Isn't there a country and western song like that? I wrote it, yeah. <laughs> it's, of course you did. No, I think that country western song has something to do with the fact that, you know, when you get kicked out of your house by your wife, where do you go? You sleep in the back of your truck. Isn't it something like that? Is that true? Or did you just make that up? I just made it up. There's got to be. A, it's, it's, it, it'll be out on no, the single. There's got to be a country song out there like three that. Three months. No. Well, you know what? They're not doing country songs like that anymore because it's all about bro country. It's like, hey, baby. Well, you could sing it. Get up in my pickup truck. I got 35-inch wheels. You know, put you your, get a little twang on. Put your pretty little pink toes on the dashboard. We're going to drive through town. Then we're going to go out by the river. We're going to get stuck. And we're going to go skinny dipping. And uh, you and me will be drinking Jack. Did I just give you the 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 you know the essentially the ninety uh, percent of most Spoiler country songs? Alert! You're <laughs> notorious for that. That's right. Okay, it is eight forty nine. Hello. I'm here. Oh, I didn't think you were there. Okay, hold on a minute. I'd I'm met... absolutely here. So did she talk over you again? No, 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 no. I screwed up. It was my fault, as is most things oh. in life. Uh, it is Westplex in the morning, or P.S. in the morning on Westplex 1071-856. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back for our last words. Has she read your future? Uh, no, she hasn't, because I really don't want to do the whole future thing, but I am considering going to see her about seeing about my Lisa. You want to talk to her? I do. Hmm, interesting. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Um, final thoughts of the day. Anything you want to end with? Uh, by the way, I, I have to tell you this, and I saw this, you know, we talk about, you know, and I don't want to sound like I'm being a cold-hearted person as far as statistics and things like that. You didn't like my comment about X amount of people uh, die on cruise ships and things like that. No, I didn't. Okay. I really didn't. Two, uh-huh. different, two different things here as far as statistics are concerned, and let's here's the deal right now. We talked about these two cruise ships. The Zondam has 73 guests and 116 crew are sick, uh, 446 guests and 600 crew are well. On the Rotterdam, there's nobody sick. 797 guests are in good shape, 645 crew are in good shape as well too. Now, here's the interesting thing with state of Missouri. Wait to hear these statistics. This makes you want to say, maybe I don't want to be in St. Louis County because of the fact that St. Louis County has 16% of the Missouri population, okay? But 35% of the C-19 cases. St. Louis City has 5% of the Missouri population and 9% of the cases. Kansas City has 8% of the Missouri population, 10% of the C-19 cases. Jackson County, which is the county surrounding, uh, which is the county that that actually Kansas City is in, has 11% of Missouri population, 5% of the cases. So on our side of the of of the state, um, Missouri has thirty. I mean, excuse me, St. Louis County has thirty five percent of the cases, 
and St. Louis City has 9% of the cases, but yet if you add those together, 9 and, and 35 gives you 44. We have 44%, almost half the cases in the state of Missouri, and yet we only have about 21% of the population. Is that spooky or what? That is, it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's yeah. all I can say. So if you're going to do some traveling... It might be better to go to like northern Missouri, way up there where it's nothing but cornfields and wheat fields are way down south. You know, south. I'm going to have Jan Stanzik on tomorrow. What do you think? Uh, yeah. let's. Have you already contacted her? Uh, I have not. Okay. Let's see if we can get her on. Uh, Jan runs uh, Jan's Travel. Wonderful lady. Um, you know, if there's a business that's getting kicked in the shorts, it's her business right now. But Absolutely it is. Let's, let's talk to her and see what's going on. Because, you know, she's a veteran. She's been through this before. Um, yeah, she and, and, you know, and she always, you know, what's fascinating about... She's lovely. Well, yeah, but she knows her business. And she's one of those people that when you ask her a question, you get an answer and you feel like, wow, this lady knows what she's talking about. As opposed to if you ask me a question... I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but yet, you know, I'll BS my way through it, right? You are a good BSer. <laughs> no, no parting shots or anything like that. I've been no. Just I wanted to tell everybody just to have a good day. Um, you know, I'm sure the president is going to come out on his phone, coronavirus update. So check, you know, check into that. Um, Westplex.news. Go ahead there, and uh, oh, you know, we didn't just, do been a slice of slice of heaven as usual we didn't do advertisers uh we didn't do anniversaries and birthdays this morning uh christy and joe well, horton maybe, uh, ninth anniversary and hugh janus oh, turning 10 oh, did you hear that hugh janus is turning 10 yeah he, he's been 10 for like 12 years <sighs> and did you hear that uh, did you hear that joe biden has been on tv talking about the uh, whole uh you know they i heard the reporter jake tapper asked him like last, last night mr biden um, what do you think about what's going on with the C-19 thing? I got hairy legs that turn blonde. He did not. He better be serious. He did. And Mr. Mr. Biden, what would you do differently if if uh, if you were the president? I got hairy legs. <laughs> and and Mr. Biden, what would you say about Donald Trump? You're a line dog faced pony soldier. Wow. Mudslinging, getting, getting a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my ex-boss Joel Denver, who once again, who is doing nothing but tweeting nasty things about Donald Trump. Love him, hate him. I mean, you know, once again, at this point in our in in, in time, respect the position, respect the rank, and not the person. Okay, that's all I'll yeah. say. And you know, has Donald Trump done some dumb, dumb things? Yes, he has. But you know, once again. He's the prez. He's in charge. If you don't like him, wait till November and he'll be gone. Right? Simple as that. And then we'll have Joe Biden and Joe Biden can say things like. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> oh, look, it's 9.03. Um... Um, Shelly, and we're supposed to be back on the air this afternoon, but I may not be here this afternoon because. Why? I got bronchitis. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> So are we really not coming on? Well, there's a problem because because I smell smoke 
and in the studio, and I'm not exactly sure, but the building is on fire. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you really are a lying dog face pony soldier. Calm down. Calm down. Shelly, what's canoodling mean? Um. Okay. <laughs> I, I just don't even know what to say about you, except for it's 904. Hi, Caleb from Extreme Electrical. We go to extremes to take care of our customers, residential, commercial, or industrial. We will do what it takes to fit. 